Good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRN AM for Wednesday, August 16th, 2023. And our top story today, a look at the Medicare donut hole in 2023. Joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Juliet Kubansky is with KFF. Juliet, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us in the program this morning. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about Medicare, uh, Medicare today, and Medicare. It's obviously a, a big topic, but we're, we're talking specifically about the donut hole change. Now, I know donut hole does not refer to an actual donut or the donut hole. Just for context purposes, what are we talking about in terms of the donut hole change? Yeah. So, unfortunately, we're not talking about something quite as tasty as donuts or donut holes. We are talking about Medicare's Part D prescription drug benefit, um, just for context. Medicare covers outpatient prescription drugs under this program known as Part D, which is a voluntary benefit. If people on Medicare want this coverage, they need to sign up for it. Um, These Part D benefits are offered by private plans. They're standalone drug plans that supplement traditional fee-for-service Medicare or Medicare Advantage plans that are these private plans like HMOs and PPOs that cover all Medicare covered benefits. Most of them also cover prescription drugs. So that's sort of the lay of the land. This donut hole. Go ahead, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, that's okay, sorry. The donut hole is a feature of the Part D benefit. Actually doesn't look the way that it looked back in 2003 when the Part D benefit started. Back then, the donut hole was this big gap in coverage where people who were enrolled in these Part D plans had to pay 100% of their prescription drug costs. So when the year started, they had some coverage, but then after their spending reached a certain level, their coverage essentially stopped and they were responsible for all of their costs until they reached another level of the benefit when their coverage would kick in again. So it was kind of a very strange uh, design for um, a prescription drug benefit. The reason that it existed was because the policymakers that created the Part D benefit were working under a budget and they had money to provide upfront kind of first dollar coverage and they wanted to provide catastrophic coverage at the back end for really expensive um, prescription drug costs. But that left them with this middle portion where they decided not to offer any coverage. That was officially known as the coverage gap, but colloquially we knew it as the donut hole. There you go. Well, thank you so much for that context. Now, let's talk about um, what's changing for 2023, because as you said, it's kind of You know, this is for a lot of Americans, they may be signing up for the first time. It's always hard to kind of understand the changes that happen year to year. I know uh, the uh, Health and Human Services and CMS, they do a great job trying to communicate. But look, it's complex um, or can be perceived as complex. So what's changing with the 
donut hole again. I'm getting hungry, but what's changing with the donut hole in 2023? Well, let's talk about the good news as far as this donut hole goes. Since uh, the Affordable Care Act passed in 2010, the donut hole has been phasing out. So uh, what policymakers in 2010 decided was that they were going to bring in coverage in this donut hole phase so that rather than paying 100% of your prescription drug costs, um, the federal government would phase in additional financial support over the coming decade so that your costs would go from 100% to 25% of your prescription drug costs. So now, here we are in 2023, that donut hole phase, that 100% cost-sharing responsibility no longer exists. So people who are signing up for Part D today have the benefit of coverage that starts from the very first you know, prescription drug that they fill in, you know, at the beginning of the year all the way through to the end of the year, they have you know, cost-sharing protection um, from that first dollar to the end. So that's the good news. The bad news is that you, you know, nothing is free when it comes to medical nope. care. Beneficiaries still do have cost-sharing responsibility. And what's happening with the Part D benefit is that as costs rise, um, what you have to pay out of your own pocket also has increased over time. So initially, for example, there was a deductible of about $250. Well, now here we are in 2023, that deductible that you have to pay, what you have to pay before your plan starts paying anything, that deductible is now about $500. So you're paying more out of your own pocket for those upfront costs before your coverage kicks in. But at that point, under this sort of standard benefit design, you are responsible for 25% of your uh, prescription drug costs after you meet the deductible for you know several thousand dollars worth of drug costs until you qualify for catastrophic coverage. So essentially what this means, sort of just boiling it down very simply, is that there really is no more donut hole the way we used to know it. There is no more phase of the Part D benefit where you are re responsible for 100% of your drug costs, with the exception of that deductible phase. So that's, I think, good news. That makes the Part D benefit a lot easier for people to understand, um, rather than how it looked when it first was created back in 2003. And it sounds very similar, what you're describing, again, to the layperson myself, sounds very similar to a traditional employer's prescription drug program. And I want to get your answer on that. And then I want to go to a commercial break. I want to talk about drug prices and why they may be going up. But let's talk about the comparison. So people who are retiring, they're going into Medicare. It's going to look, to me at least, sound very familiar to a prescription drug program that I may have had with my employer, small or large. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. What's Somewhat unique about Medicare's prescription drug program is that it is delivered separately from other uh, Medicare covered benefits. So if you want this outpatient prescription drug benefit, the important thing for people to know is that you have to sign up for 
a plan that covers Medicare prescription drugs. You can't just say, oh, well, you know, I've, I've just turned 65. I'm now in Medicare Part A, which covers the hospital services. I've signed up for Part B, which covers the physician services. But if you want prescription drug coverage, you also have to sign up for a Part D plan. So that's the action that people need to take. The, yeah. the, uh, the trick is that there isn't just one Part D plan. There are lots of Part D plans. So maybe you're familiar with uh, Humana or Cigna or Aetna or you know Kaiser Permanente. All of these big insurance companies are in the Medicare marketplace and they would be happy to sell you a Part D plan if you're interested in signing up for drug coverage, which let's face it, you know, even if you're relatively healthy today, you never know what might be, you know, waiting around the corner. So it's always a good idea to have this coverage, especially because if you don't sign up for a Part D plan when you're first eligible to, you may face a late enrollment penalty for signing up later. Yeah, really good point. And Juliet, I want to carry that over. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about signing up for a prescription drug plan and how you find one and a lot more. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Juliet, thanks so much for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. Thanks, Jeff. Happy to do it. All right. Let's, uh, I, I think there was a lot of information there. Hopefully, um, I think people were able to follow along and you broke it down really nicely so that even I, as a simple person, as a simple man can understand. Let's talk about, uh, you mentioned some of the names, uh, Humana, uh, Kaiser Permanente. There must be a plethora of others. How do I sort through to find the right plan for me. I may know some of these brands. I may not know some. Is there a way to com compare and contrast uh, what's being offered? Yeah, there's a there's a great way to do it. Um, if you're computer savvy, which I'm sure a lot of your viewers are, 
you can go to medicare.gov, which is Medicare's website. There is a plan comparison tool that allows you to type in your zip code, any information you wanna provide about the drugs that you take, even the pharmacy that you go to. Um, and that will give you a list of all of the drug plans available in your area. It will even give you sort of more personalized information about exactly how much the drugs that you take will cost in one plan versus another. So it's a perfect comparison tool that will direct you to the plans that um, may be best suited for you in terms of the cost of the drugs that you take, the premiums that the plans charge, and any other information you might be interested in knowing um, about the plan. So that's really, I think, the most um, straightforward way for people to do that sort of comparison shopping. And it's really important to do because, as I said, you know, there are such a large number of plans. It's not, you know, safe to assume that, oh, well, you know, I know United Health, I know Humana, I'm sure their plan is better than others, or I'm sure it's all the same. It's definitely not all the same. So yeah, it's worth taking the time, even if it seems kind of complicated and cumbersome, it's definitely worth taking the time to do that comparison because it can really make a difference in terms of how much you have to pay out of pocket for your coverage. And, and most retirees are living on a fixed income. That's why it's so important to, to do the upfront work. Juliet, I want to shift gears real quick and then we'll go back to kind of what's in the future. Let's talk about drug prices a little bit because I think uh, there's been a lot of stuff in the news, uh, you know, about drugs, what's covered, what's not. Drug prices have gone up for some of these um, uh, popular drugs for things like cancer and diabetes and other things. Uh, what are your thoughts about the, the drug prices? I mean, it's expensive to develop a drug, but people also need that drug. Uh, as you get older, you're going to have certain health issues. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, you know, it's important that we, um, that, that pharmaceutical companies have revenues to invest in research and development and the innovation of new products. That's obviously a really important part um, of medical care and medical treatment in the United States and globally today. Um, and a lot of the innovation that the world enjoys comes from investments made by pharmaceutical companies in the United States. But as you said, it's really no good for patients to have these great new drugs if the cost is so high that they can't afford to, to uh, purchase them. So, you know, we do have this tension, I think, in this country, especially because we don't have a national health insurance system that, you know, negotiates drug prices with drug companies and sort of sets caps on how much the government will pay for prescription drugs. That's really left to individual payers like Medicare, like private insurers to do the back and forth negotiating. Um, and it means that people have um, different benefits, different um, you know, levels of generosity in terms of the prescription drug benefits they have. They pay different amounts out of pocket for the very same drug, depending on the type of insurance that we have. So you know, we have kind of a system that, that maybe doesn't work so well for everybody, especially if you need really expensive medications and the coverage that you have isn't so great. Um, so, you know, high costs are definitely creating a lot of tension in this country. Um, I think the good news, at least for people with Medicare, is that there are changes coming 
um, to the Medicare Part D benefit in terms of your out-of-pocket cost liability, um, courtesy of the Inflation Reduction Act, which was passed uh, last year in 2022. That law brought about some important changes to uh, the Part D benefit, most notably a cap on out-of-pocket spending for prescription drugs. The Part D benefit, you know, had this funky donut hole when it was created. It also didn't have an, an annual out-of-pocket cap on the amount of money that um, people had to pay for their prescription drugs. That's very unlike what most of us who maybe have employer-sponsored coverage enjoy, which is, you know, if your spending exceeds maybe $5,000 or $7,000 or some other number above that, your out-of-pocket costs go away. That was not the case in the Medicare Part D benefit, but that is changing. Starting in 2025, people with Medicare will have a $2,000 out-of-pocket cap. So after you've spent $2,000 out of your own pocket, you will no longer have any more out-of-pocket drug expenses. That's a huge deal in this context where you know we're talking about a lot of drugs having really high price tags, especially drugs that older adults may need. Um, so no longer having that challenge of you know, having unlimited out-of-pocket costs is, is a really important change. Yeah, I, again, going back to the comment I made, people who are on Medicare typically have fixed budgets. You really, you know, you can try to budget for that as you're saving for your retirement, but you just don't know what those costs are going to be. Juliet, we're going to have to leave it there. Really great to catch up with you. Thanks so much for joining us, and we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Okay. Thanks so much, Jeff. Happy to be with you. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, somebody you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle wellness finance tech, so much more, all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, then visit our website. We're back again tomorrow for another great edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.